Let's go to the <clears throat> let's go to the Lord again in prayer. Holy Father, once again we come before you and ask that you would be with us in our worship or continue to be with it. <coughs> that you would bless the things that are said to be in truth according to your word. And that by thy Holy Spirit, you may apply those truths to our hearts and souls. in such a way that it would magnify and glorify You. We would pray for any who in whom the, Thy Spirit may not reside, that You would bless their hearts to be open to receive the Word of the Lord. Pray that You would even bless the little ones to be still and know that you're God that parents might be able to grasp more uh, of the the scriptures we pray that you would be with faithful men who stand to proclaim the unsearchable riches of Christ throughout the world and even for those who may not have a full comprehension of what the gospel is all about, that you might bless thy saints, be even be fed from their ministries. We pray that you would bring about revival if it seemed good in your sight. What a glorious manifestation of Thy grace and mercy. If we were to see the nation bowed before You, nevertheless Thy will be done. For You likewise have said that the nation that forgets You shall be turned into hell. And so we know, our God, that You're just and holy and right in all that You do. And we ask that You would again now bless us as we study Your Word and understand more about You and have our hearts uh, and our minds stirred up to be refreshed in what we already know. In Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> Coming back to 1 John, we want to take up uh, this morning primarily verses uh, 5 through 7 in chapter 1. And without reading the whole chapter, I will just read those verses. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Notice it seems as if, <coughs> excuse me, it seems as if uh, John kindly focuses upon uh, one thing here in this verse. He says, uh, This is the message. In other words, John is saying, uh, I want you to get this point. And this is not the only message that we find in this 
book, but all that we find in this book would center around this one thing, and that is that God is light. This would be the summary, we might say, of it all. He said, this is the message. The word message here is from uh, the word that is mainly translated angel or messenger. It's not identical, but it comes from that word. And it's the same word that's used in verse 2 when it says, uh, <clears throat> we show. Notice in verse 2 it says, uh, for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. We give you the message. And in verses 3 and 5, it's the same word as declare also. So this is, this, this is the message. This is the message that God would have us to know. And it's in such a verb tense, it's kind of like saying, this message is continually ringing in our ears. It's continually ringing in our ears. If there's one thing that we need to continually know, that is, God is light. God is light. This is much like the opening of the book of Revelation. In Revelation 1.1, says the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. But it's talking about it's showing things. Showing things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ, even in his high priestly prayer in John 17 Note, I want to read there in John 17, 8, where Jesus speaks somewhat along the line. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. The message is centered in and around the Lord Jesus Christ. The Gnostics, to whom John was writing against, they thought they had some secret inner truth. They thought they had some special light. I remember primarily back in the 70s where the, thing, uh, the concept was going around of... Uh, uh, Pentecostalism, really, and a lot of people, not only the Pentecostals, but a lot of the other people got into this idea of being filled with the Spirit and and uh, uh, speaking in tongues and having some special uh, revelation of God and things of that nature. And uh, I remember uh, wondering maybe if I was missing out on something. And after much... Uh, study and much prayer and much agonizing of soul, I finally realized that I wasn't missing out on anything according to the, the Scriptures. It's not some inner light. It's not something that's in us that we have. It is the truth. It is the plain truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the light. This then is the message, really. The message is that God is light. And we find that in this, it is simply and comprehensively amazing. It is so simple that a child perceives its meaning while it is comprehensive as to render a full exposition of it is impossible. If God opens the heart of a little child, He knows that in the message of it that Jesus is the Christ. And God can do that. God can do that. We don't know how, much, how often and how much He does that, but 
It's, that's the light. That's the light. I remember uh, several years ago when I was teaching school and uh, one of my students, <clears throat> uh, particularly uh, Brother Andrew Huffman, he was, te- he was taking geography. Well, I had had a smidgen of geography in my uh, schooling, but I was quite deficient in it, and uh, uh, I was thankful that Brother Andrew had a, a very uh, sharp mind about him, and so he didn't need my help very often. And uh, but one time, uh, occasionally, he would come to uh, come to me and say, "Brother Jimmy, I don't know anything about. Uh, I, I'm having trouble with this." And so I'd say, "Okay, let's uh, let's just read it." And so I knew that if he had trouble with it, I was probably going to have trouble with it too. But anyway, uh, I would carefully read the the problem, and virtually every time while I was reading it, all of a sudden he would say, "Ah, now I see. Now I see." Well, this is what John is talking about. What do you understand? What do you see? What is the light to you? Man continues to search for light. He desires to understand where he came from. He spends, we, our, our, our country alone spends billions and billions and billions of dollars every year trying to figure out where we came from. They don't have the light. I can tell them where we came from and save us a lot of money. You say, is is the space exploration, uh, 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 the space program, is that uh, all wrong? Well, I don't, I don't know about all of that, but uh, I do know this. Man is an earth dweller. Man is an earth dweller. And I know that <clears throat> if man ever lives and survives on any other uh, place, even the moon, when supposedly he's gone there, <clears throat> he has to take man's environment with him in order to survive. <clears throat> you say, well, uh, isn't it marvelous to see God's creation? Yes, uh, it is. And we have telescopes to do that for us without uh, endangering people's lives and things of that nature. So I'm not going to try to answer all those questions other than the fact that I know where we came from. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to think about that. When I was in college, uh, thinking maybe that I had uh, some special uh, insight, uh, I wanted to try to maintain and hold on to the uh, the idea of evolution and hold on to the Bible too and try to uh, come up, you know, try to formulate and and agree with this idea of theistic evolution. Well, it didn't take me long to realize I was wrong about that. And so, the thing about it is, uh, man is frustrated in trying to come to an understanding with his sinful mind and and fallible logic instead of just simply believing the Holy Scriptures. God is light. God is light. This is the origin of light. This is the origin of life. And the list could be expanded quite a bit. But to show that the light 
and the life resides in Christ. Let's just look at a few places in the New Testament. First of all, in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Verse 32. Well, I want to kind of get a little bit of the context. This is talking about old Simeon. That the Lord had told Simeon that he wasn't going to let him die till he saw the Lord's anointed. And when Jesus was taken to the temple uh, on the eighth day to be uh, circumcised, Verse 28, then took he, that is, then took uh, he him up in his arms, that is, Simeon took Christ up, and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of thy all of all people. Notice this, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people of Israel. If you want to know what the light is, if you want to have some understanding, you know, what is life? What is light? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing Him. You cannot, find, you cannot know anything any better than knowing Christ. You can't know anything any better than knowing Christ. John wrote about it in his Gospel. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. I'll start at verse 1. Mainly, we want to look at uh, verses four through nine, but let's look at John. Start at verse one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Notice this: in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. If you want to have some insight into the world, if you want to have some insight into what's going on in life, first of all, know Christ. Know Christ. Know Christ. In John chapter 3. Picking up in verse 19. And this is the commandment that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, and his de- that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. You know why people uh, do not want to believe the truth? Because they're in darkness. That's what he says here. Notice, and this is the light, uh, this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. We have an evil nation. We have evil uh, teachers. They're all teaching contrary to the things of the Word of the Lord. And the reason we have an evil society because 
Uh, the reason we have a dark society is simply because we have an evil society. They've refused to come to the light. They don't want to come to the light. They, they want to think that they're smart. They want to think that they have a lot of ideas and a lot of opinions. Jesus testified of Himself accordingly. Look in John 8. John 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth Me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. Following Christ, same as believing Christ. Look at John 9. John 9 and 5. Jesus said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Chapter 12 of John. Verse 36. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide Himself from them. And then drop down into verse 46. I am come, uh, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on Me should not abide in darkness. There are some others I won't take the time to turn, but we might uh, we could go back to First John and, and read verses uh, uh, cha- there in chapter one, <clears throat> verses eight through ten, which we'll get to a little bit later. But notice there's something else about all of this. Notice what it says in verse seven. That is 1 John 1.7. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sin. You notice it says He's not only light, He is in the light. He's not only light, but He is in the light. As we have been emphasizing all through this, if you desire to see things clearly, you must begin seeing, knowing, understanding Christ or God. You don't have any real understanding unless you know that everything centers in and around God. Years and years and years ago, the theology was called the queen of the saints. Now what that meant was that theology was on top and every other course of study, whether it be math, grammar, uh, science, philosophy, whatever it was, whatever uh, academia of study there was, it had to be under the Word of God. Now we have come to the point that the Word of God is under philosophy and under psychology. And as a result of that, it has caused the Bible and Christianity to just be another religion. This is not the case. This is not the case. Our forefathers at the Black Rock Address understood that to some degree because they pointed out that the Bible was not to be 
a class of study equal with math and English and science because when you do that, you place the Bible on the equal with these other... uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? These other studies. These other uh, uh, disciplines. When we started our school at Grace Christian School, uh, I, uh, I labored and, and we uh, all agreed that we did not have a course in Bible at Grace Christian School. But we made sure that the curriculum and everything that we taught was according to the Word of God. And if we came, some, came across something in the curriculum that was not correct, then we pointed out how it was incorrect according to the Word of God. But another thing that we did do, we, for our devotionals, we memorize scriptures, and that the the upper grades. Uh, we memorize books like I'm talking about books, the book of Ephesians, the book of James, the book of Philippians, book of First Thessalonians. Those are some of the books I remember that we memorize. The little ones, starting out with the first grade, naturally the little ones, they memorize. Uh, obviously, uh, Psalm 23, and then uh, uh, Psalm 8, and then after they got that down pretty well, then we went to Hebrews 11. Yes, first graders could learn the whole chapter of Hebrews 11. In other words, our whole school was saturated with the Word of God, but the Word of God was not put on a discipline with the other discipline of studies. God's Word is above all others. And all sciences, and all philosophies, and all ideologies are to come under the guidance and the rule of the Word of God. And if they fail the test, they're false. If they fail the test, they're false. I'm thankful... When archaeology comes up and they find things that are in harmony with the Word. But those archaeological findings does not validate the Word. If their archaeological findings are in harmony with the Word, that means what they have discovered and what they have interpreted, they've made the right choice. You see... We've come to the place where everything's backwards. But God is the light. You start with God first. He alone. In fact, in the beginning, before everything, there was only God. There was only God. There were no angels. There were no angelic creatures. There is nothing but God subsisting in three entities, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And if you want to know where light find, where light is, it is found in the triune God of heaven and earth. I think one of the reasons that the modern scholars, so-called scholars, try to uh, erase First John 5, 7, where it talks about the Trinity, is because it's a direct, uh, direct attack against the triune God. Yes, He is in the light. Look at uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verses 15 and 16. Verse 14 ends with the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15, 
which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Notice this. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Yes, our Lord Jesus Christ not only is light, but He dwells in the light. He dwells in the light. And if you see clearly, like I said, first of all, you must begin by knowing, understanding, and seeing Christ or God Like I said, this is the origin of life and it's what life is all about. It's what anything is about. Whether it's society, marriage, work, studying your subjects in school, any and everything is about Christ. It's about Christ. Seeking to understand Christ. Children, you know why you need to know how to read? So you can read the Bible. So you can read the Bible. So you can read it for yourself. The bottom line is, unless you understand and know that God has the right to do with His creation as He desires and to save whom He will and leave the rest to judgment, you do not have the light. Whatever God does is right. Whatever God does is truth. It's right. It's right. We don't always like that. There are things that come in our lives that God allows to come in our lives and things of that nature. We kind of get upset and frustrated about it. Ultimately, we're becoming frustrated with God. However, to know these truths intellectually, without grace, is not sufficient. To know these truths intellectually and without grace is not sufficient. You can know the truths of the doctrines of the Scriptures and not know God. I remember reading... Uh, many, many years ago about a professor in a college or university in Ohio. I don't remember the professor's name. I don't remember the college name. I just happened to remember the state. But uh, he was an atheist. And he stood before his class and told the class that he was an atheist. But if he was going to believe in any system of theology, he would have to believe in the system known as Calvinism. Because it was the only one that was consistent with the Bible. Now that was an atheist speaking. And yet, he didn't believe the Bible was true. He didn't believe the system was true. And so on. Octavius Winslow said, and I thought this was a good <clears throat> statement, Oh, let no man be so deceived as to substitute knowledge for grace. Better that his knowledge of the truth should be limited to its mere elements, its first principles, and yet with it be able to say, Behold, I am vile. 
but he has loved me and given himself for me. Then to possess, it's better to say that than to possess all knowledge and live and die destitute of the renewing grace of God upon the heart. I thought that was very, very well said. It's better to be able to say that you know God in the heart rather than in the head than to die not knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Pink, also, Pink also writing of this, a little bit more lengthy, but I thought it worthwhile. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, with regard to that, the Apostle explains what he intends in the first clause by drawing an illustration from the one who is himself light and dwells in eternal purity and glory. The self-same model here is, is here presented to us by the Apostle as his master set before him and his fellows. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5, 48. Nothing short of absolute perfection is the standard at which we, at which we, we must ever aim. But does not our present verse speak of something more than aim? Even actual realization? Certainly. Yet it is that of likeness and not of sameness. Now keep this in mind. It's being like but not the same. Or rather, not of sameness in degree. As Trapp well expressed it, that's John Trapp in his commentaries, we walk in the light as God is in the light for quality, but not for equality. In other words, we will not be equal with God, but we can still have His light. We are indeed being conformed to His image and bear His likeness, yet fall very short of His stature. As Spurgeon pointed out, I can walk in the light of the sun, though I cannot dwell in it. I can walk in the light as God is in the light, though I cannot attain to the same measure of excellence, purity, and truth in which the Lord Himself resides. In other words, we're to walk in the light and we're to have the same quality of light and life, but we will not have the same fullness, especially this side of glory. You say, well, how much will we have then? Well, we will have everything that Christ has as a man, but not as God. Even then, our life will be limited if it be lawful to say limited, <laughs> even then it will be subsequent to the to divinity. We cannot have fellowship with God and walk in darkness. Darkness is nothing more than the world. You cannot have fellowship with God and walk in darkness. It's impossible. No matter how much a man may brag about what he does and his worldly accomplishments and worldly attainments, if he's walking in darkness, he's not in fellowship with God. He's not. You say, well, you don't know his heart. No, I don't know his heart. I know the Word of God. And I know what God's Word says. And who am I to believe? God 
or man. Let man, <coughs> let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. Here again, I'll read a short quote from Pink. In general terms, to walk in darkness is to order our lives in opposition to the revealed character and will of Him who is light. It is expressive of being in a state of nature and acting accordingly. More, specific, more specifically, to walk in darkness is the condition of all the unregenerate, for they are total strangers to God and to His salvation. You know why people do not understand what you're talking about when you're talking about the things of the Scriptures? It's either that they're ignorant and haven't been taught, or they're just totally in darkness. And most likely, it's the latter. Because I believe that a child person that uh, has their heart open, though they may recoil at the truth, they'll still go back to the Word of God. And they'll bow to the teachings of the Word of God. Those who live of the world and profess to be in fellowship with Christ are liars. One of the most degrading things I can think of is somebody to call me a liar. For someone to call me a liar. That's a degrading thing. I was raised with the idea to tell the truth. And it's a dangerous thing to be a liar. Revelation 21.8 says, All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. person that is a liar, you'd rather tell a lie than to tell the truth. He's not of God. Clearly, liars are not saved. Liars are not Christian. What does that speak of our political arena? On both sides of the aisle, What does that speak essentially of every car salesman? Or every advertisement? You think about the advertisement of cigarettes. I remember the, the Marlboro Man. To be a real man. Well, smoking a cigarette doesn't make you a man. It'll kill you. The woman being liberated. That too is an abomination to God. All of your... Uh, uh, just about everything that you can think of that's, that's advertised is the best thing that come down the, the pike. And your life will be better off with it than it would be without it. Whether it's uh, a, de a deodorant <laughs> or uh, a sugar-coated cereal. Supposed to be the best thing. The whole advertising world is based on lies. Based on lies. If you, if you wear this style of clothing... You'll really be, you'll really be living it up. You'll have the life. No, that's not life. 
That's condemnation. That's condemnation. He who walks in darkness has his sight on evil things and thereby fills his life with the things of darkness. Look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 22. Well, I'm going to read verse 21. I think it will connect in with it, though it's probably more with the two verses above. But, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single... Thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Children, what do you like to put your eyes on? Job said, I've made a covenant with mine eyes. You have to realize that one of the things that, that caused Eve to be deceived in the Garden of Eden, Eden was the lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes. Do you desire to read and know and study the Word of the Lord? Do you desire to know what light in life is? It's to know the things of God. You remember Achan? When the children of Israel went into uh, Jericho, God told them to destroy everything. Not to, not to keep anything. To kill man, woman, Children, burn up all the substance. And then when they left uh, Jericho, they went to a little city called Ai. And those, so they decided, well, it's just a little city. We don't need to send the whole army out. And when they went out, 36 men were killed. And Joshua went before the Lord and said, What's wrong? I'm paraphrasing it. <laughs> so they're sinning in the camp. So they cast lots. You got down to the one tribe. Tribe of Judah. Then they cast lots for the family. They came down to the, the family of Achan that Achan was in. Then they cast lots for the individuals of the households. Came to Achan. What had Achan done? He got a wedge of gold and some clothes. He saw some clothes in Jericho. He saw some money in Jericho. And as a result of that, the whole army, the whole army was defeated by a small army. But what did he say? He said, I looked and I took. I looked and I took. Children, be careful what you look at. Be careful what you look at. Old folks, be careful what you look at. Even if you do have television, be careful what you look at. It is important what we watch or what we see. You tell me what a person gives his attention to with his eyes, I'll tell you what he is. You tell me what a person gives his attention to 
with his eyes. I'll tell you what he is. Those who walk in darkness do not truth. Those who are walking in the light of God not only have fellowship with God, but they have fellowship with the people of God. They have fellowship with the people of God. I won't turn there, but you can see also John fourteen twenty one through 24 and 1 John 5, 2. I'll read 1 John 5, 2 since we're there. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. When we love God and keep His commandments. Well, much more could be said about these verses. Uh, we've got a few more things to say which we'll have to take up this afternoon. If I take the next point, it'll uh, go in too far too lengthy. Let us pray. Father, help us to take this seriously. Obviously, all of Your Word is to be taken seriously. But when we come to the foundation of what everything is all about, and that foundation is You, It is to be taken seriously. It is no light matter. You have taught us to pray. And even in our praying, hallowed be Thy name. You've taught us to fear You. Not to fear those who can destroy the body, but to fear Him who can cast soul and body into hell. We are to fear You. Not just have reverence, but we are to fear You and give You the respect that is justly due and if we really want to know what truth is, what life is, what light is, we must know You. Open our hearts, O God. Enlighten our understanding that we might behold the Lord in righteousness. For it is in His name we pray. Amen.